Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, I wanted to take a minute to tell all the moms out there about a podcast called What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. It's hosted by two moms, Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson, who have six kids between them and have totally opposite parenting styles. Each week, they take on a parenting dilemma and solve it using research, debate, and a ton of humor. They've solved picky eating issues, homework battles, kid friend breakups, and much more. You can subscribe to What Fresh Hell wherever you get your podcasts. Go check it out. Welcome back, everybody, to Marriage and Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hello. Who cares? Here's Amy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Amy Alpert is back in action. Woohoo! Life yeah. Amy. <laughs> so excited. And we're here for a happy episode. I know. This we're is going to be a be, good one. We're all just going to be happy. If we end up fighting during this, then <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, that's all bad. Right. Yeah, if you guys fight during this yeah. thing, <laughs> I'm not going to be happy. Danielle, no, no fighting. No fighting, no. So, Amy, why don't you tell us kind of what this is about, what we're talking about? Are you prepared for that? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to talk about happiness. Are we just going to sing, if you're happy? If you're happy <laughs> and, you know, like, clap your hands. Um, no, we're going to talk about um, how much control we have over happiness, why we want to be happy, and what are things that we can do, like real scientifically proven things we can do to be happier. I, I always think to myself, people, the first thing you, you want to know about someone or you, you judge about, are they happy? Are you happy in your marriage? Are you happy in your career? Are you, like we throw around happy all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you try to define it, I don't know, like is there an actual like definition? I mean, I'm sure if we went on the dictionary, there's a definition for happiness. But it, it's a hard thing to actually pinpoint what are you really asking when you're asking someone, are you happy? Are you, right? Yeah. It's also kind of funny. Like the word happy, it, it, like it's kind of silly. Like, like I remember in grade school, my teacher being like, you can't use the word nice when you're writing something. Mm, you can't use the word right. good or like right. like those kinds of words. It feels like have more imagery. And happy to me kind of sounds, so we're going to say that a thousand right. times this episode. Right. But it just sounds like one of those words to me. And there's so many like stupid songs like Don't Worry, Be Happy. <laughs> right. Thrills, I'm right. happy. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Well, that's, that's the best. That's the best one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's this word, it's this gigantic word, sort of like love, right? We throw around love for everything, but love can mean a gazillion different things. But we just know the ultimate place we want to get to is a place of happiness. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, because well, we know basically happiness is when we feel positive, when we feel good. And so the one of the things that we did to organize for this was I gave you both a quiz. And I asked you, why is happiness important? So did you come up with any answers? Do you remember doing that on the quiz? I do. Do you? Yeah, well, okay, what'd you say? <laughs> why I mean... I just, I want to test you first. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to steal my ideas. (laughs) Why is happiness important? Was that, that was the question Mm -hmm. we're answering first? Because you're going out of order, just like your sister. I know, and I'm sorry. Drives me crazy. Uh, The first thing that I came up with was, without happiness, like, what's the point of anything? Like, everything that we do is to either be happy, make somebody else happy, there's nothing that we do that, like, I guess, what's the point? Like, wh- why do we do anything if we're not going to be happy doing what we're doing? Or right. somebody else being happy with what we're doing for them or something like that. Right. So that's my my quick answer. <laughs> to, what about you? Don't steal it. Yeah, well, I think it's the ultimate aspiration, right? Is that that's where you're, want, you're trying to get to. But also, I think, uh, how can you be productive human beings right. if you're not happy and um we always talk about workplace environment and quality of life and that companies that tend to um concentrate on their employees quality of life tend to have a lot better results and um i think moms who are happier have happier kids and more fulfilled and successful mm-hmm. kids wait there's happy moms <laughs> 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 I, I did not know that was a thing <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Depends what age your kids wow. are. Right. They're called ladies so who when brunch. The, when <laughs> they're like thirty-five, when the kids are thirty-five, when the, kids the are moms 35. are happy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So but they always say, you if you want happy kids, you know, happy, happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Well, we could say it again. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because happiness, I was. It, they've done studies, and happiness um, are more sociable, more energetic more charitable and cooperative, better liked. Um, They're more likely to get married and stay married. A better network of friends. And um, they show more flexibility and ingenuity in their thinking. And they're Mm. more productive in their jobs. Ingenuity, okay. Um, (laughs) That's a tough one, right? And um, they're better leaders and negotiators and earn more money. So, and they're more resilient in the face of hardships. Those are all, like, benefits of being happy and then you know then you become happier because you've got all these benefits of being happy that leads to more happiness and you spread more happiness like I always think about people who leave negative comments and everything uh, on social media or right. people who try to knock you down my first thing my first impulse is oh my god like you know that that it says something about me and then my second impulse is oh my god they must be miserable human beings because a happy human being doesn't do that right well that What's might the make them happy doing that no i'm serious people get it get a thrill that's not happiness that's uh that's adrenaline or that's um feeling better than feeling superior yeah, yeah feeling superior okay, that's but, not happiness but for them for them maybe it is now you're now that then you're getting i bet that's convoluted. pretty short-lived Oh yeah, totally agree. Right, you know then I mean? they have to do it again. Yeah, right. Then they have to go do it. Again. Right, and we're going to talk about that more too. Like, okay. like the the quick 
Yes. And dirty happiness versus like Ooh, being happy. Quick and dirty. Quick and so dirty. it's like cocaine versus <laughs> smoking pot. Like that cocaine is that quick fix and you just got to do it again. 20, I don't know anything I, about I mean, this. I mean, I would say cocaine say. versus like reading a nice book. With right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> you always uh, got to take it a step too far. Oh, man. I just try. <laughs> All right. So um, shall we describe the pie chart? Okay, Please. yeah, so you gave us this pie chart. First of all, I haven't seen a pie chart since I was in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> good for your brain. I got to say, though, I do love the curly Q happiness quiz I know, that was a good in font, purple. right? Yeah, I was good very... Font. Thank <laughs> you. I love the... I worked on that. I spent some time picking fonts. <laughs> yeah, when Danielle sends me... And isn't that your purple? Uh, it could be. It's close. Uh, a little bit, yeah. It's like almost branded. <laughs> We should really yes. copyright that color purple. Because <laughs> yes. nobody if else no can one use else it. <laughs> u- if anybody uses it, they have to pay us. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> okay. So the pie chart. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you want to des- describe what it is? Uh, yes. It is half pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So you said that um, what influences your, your happiness. And I assume from research, you assign these three items to the pie chart. So one, So there's a... A, hu- a circle, you have uh, one 50%. It's a split f- in half, a 50%. Yes, a 50%, a 40%, and a 10%. Right. And then we're supposed to label which do we think contributes which, to happiness. Which, um, which shape of the pie chart. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> which I slice? mean, which I can't. I can't. I can't. It's like you trying to use words. Um. <laughs> okay. There's a pie chart split up into pies. Yes. Into, into slices three pies. Of, into slices of the pie. Yeah. No, it's okay. one pie. Three, three slices. <laughs> three slices of one pie. One is 50%. One is 40%. One is 10%. That is correct. Okay. We had to designate out of three things which we think Gets the 50, the 40, or the 10. Right. And the three okay. things are genetics, yes. external circumstances like beauty, wealth, and things you do. The to, third is. The third is <laughs> things you do to improve your happiness. Things like mindfulness, gratitude, um, anything you do. Things you have control over. Oh, okay. Things that you have control over. Okay. Um, I thought this was an easy quiz. So what did it, you so say? Okay. I mean, genetics is obviously 10%. No. No. What? How is genetics 10%? Wait a minute. You're not born being happy. Well, but you can, you're you born with a makeup A of set point. You are s- born with a set point. Well, and also okay, I but was... There's so many there's so many outside influences that determine whether you're happy or not based upon whether you're born happy. You're no? Wrong. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. No, I'm right. This no. pie chart is wrong. Dr. Well, Lubomirsky would um, disagree with Lubomirsky. you. Lubomirsky. Like Lubomirsky. Sonia Lubomirsky. Ooh. That's who wrote the book, How of Happiness. No way. You can't be... have. Like genetically be predisposed to being They've happy. done tests. Uh, they've done studies on twins, fraternal and identical. And that's how you determine what's genetic or Damn, not. Damn, I'm wrong, huh? Yeah. I thought I aced this. So thing. is that 50% mm-hmm. is genetic? Yes. Is good well, you also have to think about, thank you. You also have to think about stuff like I, uh, OCD runs in our family. Mm-hmm. I am actually missing serotonin in my brain. It keeps me from being happy. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yes, and and oh my God! Are you kidding me? That makes All our, so much sense. Yeah, but but that's <laughs> me what, too. You think? That, you know, there's <laughs> no. no. You don't. Have you don't that. have that. <laughs> uh, of course, I said I got the leftover sperm. Yeah. <laughs> but but that also is the genetics of it. You know, I'm bo- I was born with uh, you know one. You have a twenty five percent chance if your parents or your you know someone in your family has 
uh, mental illness that you have a 25% chance of inheriting, of inheriting it. And so that right there is genetics and everything. Yeah. Right. Um, so external circumstances, I guess that's also your, what, what are you born into? What is your, uh, you know, your uh, socioeconomic background, everything like that. But I was just listening to a podcast that said, um, have you heard of Andrew Solomon? You'd really like him. I think I know like 17 Andrew Solomon's, oh. but yeah. Well, he, he just did a Hulu um, documentary called Far From the Tree, I think. But anyway, he he um, he studies happiness and everything also. But he says that the, a study was done where people below the poverty line, yeah. happiness really affects exactly. their circumstances. Yep. If you're above the poverty line, happiness is not one of the top circumstances or... Um, yep. That's that's affecting your happiness, which I found to be really interesting because yeah. that's I think that's people's go to. Totally. Yeah. So, so okay, so think? external circumstances, forty percent. Oh shit. No. Things you do to improve your happiness, forty percent. Forty percent. We wow. Have well, that's hopeful. Yes. That's good. That's I why like I wanted that, to actually. start with this. That's why I wanted to start with this. So this book, How of Happiness, that I read, and and you'll put it how in the show. of happiness. The how H O W of happiness, and we'll put it in the show notes, right? Yeah, of course. Um. So she's, Sonia Lubomirsky is the one who's done all this science and, and probably pulled from other people too. But yeah, so that's the control. So she comes up with 12 ways you can impact that 40%. So that's what I thought we could focus on a lot. Yeah. You know, like what can we do? But just with an asterisk, since you talked about mental illness, you know, if you're suffering from like severe depression, these things may not work. It doesn't mean you can't try them, but like... You may need more. Right. Well, there's a chemical imbalance there. Right, that, right. Yeah. But the rest of us, you know, we could try these things. And, and really uh, what you want to try to do is like. Well, I'm on Zoloft, so I could try all of it. You could try all of it. Because I'm all good. But also like some things are going to speak to you more than others, right? Like some things are going to be like, oh, that just sounds dumb and I don't want to do it. So that's why there's 12 different ways. And within each of those 12, there's different options. Okay. So you can pick and choose. Okay. I like this because I do think that. That there is a, uh, I'd like to teach this to my kids too, you know, because yeah. one thing that I'm uh, that I'm uh, grappling with, Adam will tell you, with one of our kids right now is that it, he'll be in the middle of doing something and he's already onto the next thing, right? You know, he's already texting the next friend mm -hmm. or you know, seeing what the next big video game is or the next pair of shoes, and I'm always saying to him. You are never going to enjoy life if you are always thinking about the next thing. Right. And and that's something that I struggle to teach my kids is how to be present in the moment when, honestly, I don't even really know how to do that. Right. So. Right. Well, that's one of the big, what's one of the 12 that she talks about, savoring, okay. savoring life's moments, you know, learning how to be in the present moment, meditate, yeah. mindfulness, all of that. Right. So I just thought it would be interesting to talk about... Um, how you feel people are at guessing what will make them happy. Mm. Well, that's an interesting point of view because we talk about... Uh, in your success episode, I thought that was a lot of that. Yeah, too. we talk about it in our success episode, but also in our Keeping Up with the Joneses episode about how for a long time... Right. Uh, Adam, oh, we've talked about it a bunch, but how we went into that house because that I think Adam that thought that was the pinnacle, this huge house, mm -hmm. this gorgeous house... Um, that, you know, I, I know that people would drive up to and be like, holy shit, they must be, you know, loaded or they must be, he really must be successful or whatever they thought coming up to the house. 
I think he thought that was the pinnacle, right? Like that was the proof that we were like that you were. I don't want to say happy, but but yeah, I was. I for myself and for us, it wasn't so much like, hey, look at me. Like, well, it wasn't be jealous for me because I didn't want to go there. So yeah, but I was. But in my mind, I was doing it for us. Mm-hmm. You know, for my family, not just for me, but not for the outsider to say, oh my God, they must be really doing really well. Like, I didn't care about that aspect right. of it. But it made me happy to do that for my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so hard to say because society, I think, pushes us in one direction, you know, with that, that society pushes us to think certain things are going to make us happy, right? We watch advertisements and everything. Right. And, you know, it just pushes us in one direction. But, um, yeah, I, I, I would say pretty shitty. Yeah. I think we're probably pretty bad at it. Right. Because the stuff that, like, like it's easy to go out and buy something and have that momentary happiness, but that's not long-lasting. And you have to do the work. Right. And how willing are we to do the work? Well, it's interesting because you guys did actually kind of win the lottery. We did. We <laughs> talked about this. In the, so, in the right. Up with it. So, like, and that's actually one of the examples that we they We did it use. win the lottery. He won $1.2 million in a slot machine in Vegas. Right. If you have not listened to the Keeping Up with the Jones episode, you can hear all about that. But, yes, we did. We won. And when he called me that night, I was like, oh, my God, our fucking lives are going to change forever. We are going to put our entire family's kids through college. And <laughs> two days later, I'm I'm like, oh, I can buy the kids a lot of stuff at Old Navy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you right. realize real fast after they take half of it yeah. and everything. So that momentary happiness was super momentary. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, really, you'd be better off taking that money and like getting yourself a latte every day. Right. Oh, you know, me. or I, getting I'm a massage right once I'm a week. I'm taking a break, but they're, they're you're, you're, get, you're giving me yeah. something that makes me happy, wine. I'm bartending. Right, so like right getting back. nice wine. Like, think about if you had taken that money and just did those little things. Oh, he did that too. Yeah. <laughs> he did all kinds of Still shit. here. <laughs> so one of the reasons why um, those types of things, like the lottery or, or losing weight or um, things like that don't last or getting a new beautiful house, is it a thing called hedonic adaptation, which was on your quiz. Did either of you hedonic have Hedonic adaptation. Yeah, hedonic oh. adaptation. Right. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. isn't that like the hedonic treadmill? Isn't that kind of similar? <laughs> he didn't look it up, but he's just guessing. <laughs> no, I knew that. Like yeah. I, from right. my past. Right, I mean, right. I had that knowledge right. in my he head. He didn't have time to look it up. What's but hedonic treadmill? <laughs> oh, that's what they talk about everywhere when I look it up. <laughs> you Google, really? Yeah, you Google hedonic You guys adaptation. were not supposed to Google well, during nobody the quiz. Told me that. I forgot to mention Yeah, that. you did. Right, but so obviously. So yes, hedonic ab- adaptation. So hedonism is like pure pleasure, right? Oh, I wasn't even doing it based on its Latin roots. Oh. I was just like... <laughs> he didn't... Have, I don't know. Pleasure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking about okay. the place in the Bahamas where everybody's naked. Oh. Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica. Yeah. Have you been? Um, no. No. Oh. No. No. <laughs> no. I bet that's a happy place. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> yeah, depending. Or not. <laughs> right. Yeah, or not. That Maybe place scares me, actually. Oh. Okay. No? No. So you won't go. No, I won't go. Okay. Go ahead, Amy. <laughs> Um, so hedonic adaptation is when you like get used to something basically. So like, let's say you get LASIK eye surgery, right? You wake up, you know, that, what that is, you know, you may, it fixes your eyesight and then you wake up the next morning. You're like, oh my God, I have 20, 20 vision. I don't need a, I don't need glasses anymore. Life is good. And then think about like three weeks in, are you still waking up and being like, oh my God, yeah. I don't need glass six months in. Yeah. A year in. Do you know I did it? 
and did you have are you still appreciating it every day? Uh, no, yeah. definitely not. Basically, when you have these things, it sort of it wears off. It wears, it wears off. off. You yeah. can't rely on these things. The you appreciation know. wears off. Right. You have a pool. You love it, but there are probably times that you don't appreciate it as much as you did in the very beginning. So that's where a lot of this stuff that we think will make us happy doesn't make us happy, and that's the work that we have to do. So either you have to savor those things more. So you have to like every morning be like, oh my god, I don't have to grab my glasses. Like as a reminder to yourself to savor that, right? Like if you if you started reminding yourself, oh my god, I'm so lucky that I have this great vision. Maybe it could last longer. But if you don't, you just get used to it. And the good news is on the on the opposite end of that, like when shit happens and yeah, you like know, you get an accident, or right? Something. Right. You also have hedonic adaptation then too. So you're not going to stay miserable. So ultimately, we end up back at our set point. Mm-hmm. So you get the LASIK and you feel good. And then eventually it comes down to your set point. Right. Like that's the new normal. Like, no, it's the same normal. You're yeah, going back it's just to your always set point. normal that you have this normal level of, is that happiness? What you were born with. Yeah. Right. And oh, okay. That, and that no matter if something really exciting happens or something, and that is so true, right? Because, and you know, we do tend to just, when we get something really good, it's okay, what's next? Mm hmm. Yeah. Right. So like I got, I, I got LASIK 20 years ago. It was incredible. I haven't thought about it in 19 years. So to me, the normal is I don't think about it. I don't appreciate it. Right. That was then. Right. This exactly. Is my baseline. Yeah. yeah so if you want LASIK to continue to make you happy, you'd need to be more intentional. In the beginning, you didn't need to be intentional. In the beginning, it was just like, yay, I can right. see. Mm-hmm. But then you get used to it. And that's the adaptation that goes on. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that I, I know Gretchen Rubin says about gratitude. She's always talking about happiness and gratitude mm-hmm. and everything. And one thing that she says about gratitude is we're always, you know, waiting to, to, you know, we're so thankful for we get a new car or we got a, a new position at work or whatever. And she's saying, no, no, no. You get up in the morning, get in that hot shower and you're like, thank you, hot water. Right. Like that you're, you know, or, or that the feeling of success, that success doesn't have to come from getting a bonus raise. It comes from. I have hot water. Right. I was able to buy groceries this week. Like that we need to, to concentrate more on those things because, you know, then because th- those are the things that on a daily basis we should be grateful for. Right. And that great, that gratitude brings us happiness. Right. But yeah. we don't do that. It's so no. hard. Yeah. Well, so remember hard. You, never, you never think to yourself when you're on the shower and you're like, oh my God, this water is not irritating my skin because there's salt in the water. <laughs> <laughs> <Shut>. <laughs> Mental load. <laughs> and you never think to yourself. So, I'm going to mention the salt in the water in every episode yes going you forward. Are. Yes, you are. So when we went, so last year, uh, about now, we went to Europe, remember? And, yes, and it was, I, that was what I was going to talk about. I was so happy yeah. there. I know, that was so good. I just want to travel all I, the time. But, oh, but we did come home and appreciate air conditioning in a way that we never had. Yes, right. that's true. That is correct. Right? Right? Like, because in Europe, they don't blast air conditioning everywhere you go. Right. And so you're like, shit. But that also shows we're kind of spoiled. (laughs) Yes. Right. We stayed in a decent place and there was no air conditioning. I mean, maybe there was, you turn it on, but nothing's coming out. No. They're, 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 uh, you know how you go to a hotel and you can't put it down below like 67? Mm -hmm. This was like 85. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, 
But that's also the I think the American spoiledness, right? But I do think that's when like getting out of your comfort zone is good. Like bringing mm. your kids to places that, right? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, make them appreciate make what them appreciate they have that. every Absolutely. day. Yeah, we all appreciated our air conditioning. When we came home. It was like yeah. big time. Yeah, and then you come home and you're you're reappreciating something that you've forgotten about for so long. Totally. Yeah, I and that's that. where I think you learn to savor things when you have to see it with new eyes again. Yeah. And that's why, so so one of the questions on the quiz was, what's the opposite of happiness? I mean, I think my, my third grade answer is sadness. Right. Right? Like, happiness, sadness. What do you think? Um, n- no, I don't, I don't think the kind of opposite of happiness is sadness, because I think it's two completely different things, and they don't outweigh that's each other. That's what an opposite is. No, <laughs> but I'm just, I, I think they're different. I think... Okay. There, there's another question coming up later that I can explain that. So okay. I don't, okay. yeah. I, I don't want to. I'm sure that's on. not the, that's an obvious answer. Right. Sadness. But so what is it? It's apathy. Right. And I Adam, think. Adam, do you know what apathy is? Of course. The opposite like, of happiness. In, <laughs> it's indifference, you right. know, like, right. like not having an emotion around right. it. Right. And I think one of the reasons that is, is because you need unhappiness to have happiness and you need happy, mm. you know, so, so like for that appreciation, right? Mm-hmm. So when we were unhappy in our hot hotel rooms, you know, we have a deeper appreciation for a happiness when we're in our cool mm-hmm. homes or like when you're feeling sick and then you you know, and you don't want coffee, you know, how many you feel oh, sick and you don't yes. want coffee. That's like the worst thing yes, ever. Yes. And then when you feel better and you want coffee, that's the best cup of coffee you've ever oh my had. God, yes. So it that's like, so true. it helps you savor. And helps you sort of appreciate mm-hmm. the things. Absolutely. That just reminds me of a study that was done. And it was having two different people. One group were asked to pay attention to mundane activities like riding the subway, walking to work, taking a shower, and just like really savor it, pay attention to it. And then a second group was to spend a few extra minutes savoring a pleasurable act experience throughout the day, anything pleasurable. And both groups had an increase in happiness. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So just like paying attention, noticing, right. taking that extra step of like being in the moment. Yeah. And that's that's something that's hard too. I feel like we're always saying be in the moment. And I know that that's going to be, I, I 100% know without even looking that that's going to be one of the ways to make yourself happier is to, you know, to be more present, to be in the moment. And, you know... I, Yes, it sounds fabulous to be present, be in the moment. And like, you know, sometimes I'll like, I'll be like, okay, be in the moment. I'll look around. I'll be like, okay, I'm in the moment. Like, (laughs) I'm here. Like, I don't, I almost don't even know what that means. And I'm looking around trying to take it all in. But of course, shit's swirling in my head and other stuff's going on. And I know that one of the, one of the things I say to do is meditate. Mm -hmm. And I always think to myself, I know more than anything, that's probably what I need. And I think Adam, too. I think we both could probably use meditation. Right. I I don't know. You've meditated, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and I, I guess I know now there's like a thousand apps about it and there's, uh, you know, all this research behind it and all these celebrities that do it and everything. But then I'm also sort of like, right, wh- wh- when am I meditating? Where am I meditating? Like, uh, wh- where am I, am I sitting in my house? Like my house, like there's nothing Zen about my house. Right. Like I'm going to be like looking at the laundry. And so I guess, you know, my question is sort of like, okay, we say be present. But what, what does that really mean? Well, so you're asking sort of two different things. So one is... That, what that is might it, be true. 
what do you mean? What does it feel like being present in the moment? And what is meditation? I mean, they're sort of the well, same thing. Well, I guess thing, meditation medita- sort of leads you supposedly right. to feeling more present. And and anybody and any of these, you know, anybody Oprah has on her podcast or anybody who says, you know, uh, well, I really uh, began to live once I did meditation, and I, I know that that's the ultimate. Right. Well, one of the things that meditation does is it allows you to be non-judgmental. So you know, you start to notice the crazy in your mind. You know, you start to notice the thoughts that come up and things that happen and you just try to look at it non-judgmentally, which benefits you in the present moment too. So like when you're ready to yell at your kids, you know, meditation might allow you to take that moment to pause and pay attention and be like, "Hmm, what's going on here?" Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? Man. I, I need you it. Need oh, it I know. So I need it so badly. I yeah, do. You, I, you could be the worst representation of being in the moment. Oh, well, thank you. No, but it's true. <laughs> that does not make me happy. No, me either. No, but no it's you can, true. But I you know. can even... Our daughter's away at camp, and we don't know how she's doing. We don't have constant communication, and we see pictures kind of almost every day, and she looks happy. And then, But you'll say... Do you think she's really happy? <laughs> no, I know. I can't. Is she being dramatic in the letter she sent me about, right. I, I'd rather be home? But right. in the picture, she looks great. Right. So you're always in the negative, mm-hmm. even when looking at the positive. No, I know I should be meditating. A hundred, I, I know. I know. But well, I'm those off. are also two separate things, the negative versus being present. Right. Um I mean, the well, negative. I can't just also enjoy the fact that she's there. Right. I have to find something. Right. To right. Well, it's generalized anxiety too. Just like looking for. Yeah. Looking for the thing to worry about. But um, one of the questions on the quiz was about negativity. Do you remember that what what that was? Because we yes. can, we can move straight to that. What now. does negativity bias mean, and where does it come from? Okay. So, what did you guys think for that? I didn't look this one up. Oh, I, I can answer this easily because we just spoke about it in our year anniversary <coughs> episode is that, uh, for instance, you know, I was talking about Howard Stern in the last episode and how he had to stop. He had to quit Twitter because he would get 40,000 wonderful comments and then he would get one comment of someone being like, you're an asshole. You know, nobody likes you, Howard Stern, blah, blah, blah. And he would be up all night even though there were 40,000 even Howard Stern even Howard Stern everybody yeah you know yeah yeah and then he had um who did he have on that said that he did it too oh but I guess uh, no it wasn't Bill Maher I I can't remember but but he um you know he basically it's it's that we get instead of focusing on the positive we focus on the negative I want to give one more example because I know this is my first go-to also with everything. And now we're, we're talking about, you know, in society, body, body positivity and everything is that when you look in the mirror, when I look in the mirror, I could do two things. I could look at my body as, you know, being something that had three kids and has run marathons and, um, you know, takes me, you know, on adventures and all, you know, all these positive things I could look at. The fact that people say I have nice eyes or, you know, I have a womanly figure or whatever. But that's not, that never happens. I never look in the mirror and see those things. What are the things we see? Cellulite, uh, you know, rolls, um, scars, all these. We need to shift that narrative. But unfortunately, that's how it goes. That we're always looking at the negative, right? And, And I think that's a perfect example is our body image, our is that we could look in the mirror and see all these beautiful things, mm-hmm. but we don't. 
So that's and maybe some people do, and that's phenomenal, and I'm so happy and proud of you. So that's the negativity bias that I put on your quiz. Mm-hmm. And basically, the negativity bias is based on when we were like cavemen, right? And we were in a jungle, and you have a beautiful flower to your right, and you have a lion to, who's, who wants to eat you right. to your left. Which thing should you focus on? The flower or the lion? Adam, would you like to answer Adam, this? Obviously, like to- the fucking lion. Right. Okay. So, right. <laughs> they so, don't want to die. So, to survive back in cavemen days, yes. we developed a negativity bias. And they say that um, positive is like Teflon and negative is like Velcro. Oh, that's interesting. So... Basically, that's what we're wired to do, right? But it's not working for us anymore. You know, now, basically, it makes us frazzled. It makes us worried, irritated, lonely, inadequate, blue. Those are all bad things. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be that. So, um, and another thing that I was thinking about when you talked about Howard Stern is I just watched the Brene Brown Netflix special. Yes, we And I made watch Gideon it. watch it. Yeah, I want Adam to watch, watch it. Watch it with your husbands or your spouses. I mm-hmm. don't want to assume it's the wife, but mm-hmm. it might be. Mm-hmm. And she talks about, you know, she's, she has this great line about, from Theodore Roosevelt about, like, basically, if you're putting yourself out there, you know, don't wor- – the, the people who throw, zing things at you um, – Oh, we have to stop because okay. I have to give Jonah a kiss. <laughs> Recently, I've been getting so frustrated with our children because I feel like sometimes, and I know it's partially my fault and your fault, but I feel like sometimes they feel like just because they are breathing human beings that they are entitled to anything they want in the world. Everything that they want Everything in the world. Everything that yes. they want. Anything they see, they want it. And I was getting so frustrated. I remembered back to our first finance episode when Joel told us about the green light card for parents. Yes. And I was like, I, I got to check this out because I, I literally couldn't take it anymore and I'm not good at balance so I needed some help. And Greenlight is amazing because basically it's helping parents to teach our kids about de- making smart decisions about money that have a huge impact uh, on what we're going to be like as uh, what they're going to be like as adults and how they're going to spend in the future. Schools don't always teach our kids about finances or choices they'll have to make when they leave the house. And so Greenlight developed a debit card for kids and a friendly mobile app that empowers parents with convenient controls to safely manage family finances and create teachable moments around earning, spending, saving, and giving. Yeah, there's different tabs within the app that we control as the parents, that we control how much of their money goes into what they can spend, how much goes into what they can save, and they can even give. There's an option there to give money to charities, donations, anything like that. And also people can gift to our kids. Right. So like if, you know, for uh, eighth grade graduation, our parents both gave me and his niece a save for a computer, so they both gifted money for the computer. Yeah, before when it was our money, it's like, Dad, it's only $5, that's it. Right. Now, they don't say that's quite that's so much. That's right. Because it's their $5. And our son has been saving uh, for new sneakers and... and it's been the best because now instead of saying, Mom, I want new sneakers, he knows he can't even say it. He just has to save. It's awesome. Greenlight costs just $4.99 per month per family. Ordinarily, there are no additional fees, but see full details for any additional costs. Head to greenlightcard.com slash marriage. 
to get your kids starting to save for everything that they could possibly want and to leave you alone. And they can get a card with their picture on it, which is even more fun. Yeah, they yeah. love it. They're having, yeah, and it's great. And we even got one for our seven-year-old. Oh, yeah. Because I got in touch with Greenlight and I was like, I have a seven-year-old and he wants to save for a Wii U. Is he too young? And they were like, no, get it. And he's doing great. Yeah. So uh, it's for everybody, all the kids. Greenlightcard.com slash marriage. We've spoken before about I am not good at, I don't do the kale smoothies. No, you do no, not. I don't. I'm not good. One thing I do, though, is take my care of vitamins. And what is so great about it is that it's a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized to your specific health needs. You take a short quiz, which is super fun, answer questions about your diet, lifestyle, fitness, and health goals, and Care Of puts together a personalized plan just for you. So... Go take the personal, uh, the online quiz at takecareof.com and put in promo code MNM for 25% off your first care of order. And care of make sure that what you're putting into your body comes from the best sources backed by honest guidance and transparency, all available to you on their website. Care of also now offers protein powders available in individual packets for on the go and tubs all personalized to your fitness goals and dietary preferences. There's also vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs and to ensure you're you're getting the greatest nutrients you need for those specific diets. So go to TakeCareOf.com and put in promo code MNM for 25% off your first care of order. And don't forget, your name is on the package. You love that. I love my name on the package. So, um, so Brene Brown talks about how when you, you know, when you're Howard Stern and you're putting yourself out there and you're, you're vulnerable or you guys who you put yourself out there all the time and you make yourself vulnerable that you don't have to take feedback from people who aren't willing mm-hmm. to make themselves vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So that unless you're all, all, her quote is, unless you're also in the ring getting your ass kicked, I don't want your feedback. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's just people out there being like, I'm anonymous. I'm going to mm-hmm. fuck you up with my comments. Like the Taylor Swift song I was talking about. Yeah. Have you heard her new song? It's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I love it, but it's actually getting some weird feedback too. So I don't know. I don't know what to. Well, uh, that's ridiculous because yeah. it, she's what she's saying is that the, all these people Chill who are out. so negative is why? Why? What are right. you spending your time? What? Who, yeah. what? Right. Keep keep scrolling. Stay in your keep own going. lane. Yeah, stay in your own lane. Right. So, but, but I think that's important because it's not that we want everybody to be like, oh, you're awesome and blow sunshine up your butt. Mm-hmm. You just, you need to be smart and choose whose feedback you're going to validate. So if, you know, Howard Stern gets 500 positive things and that one asshole writes a negative thing, he can determine whether that's worth it. Right. You know, is that something he needs to pay attention to? Right. Absolutely. I think that that's, it's very hard. It's very hard to do that. You know, I especially can say that now because I'm the one who gets all our messages and you do, you hear all these positive things and then what, you know, all these positive things and then one person really rips you apart and you're like, oh shit, maybe we should just quit. Right. You know, it's very hard right. to, to get past that. Yeah. So the negativity bias, which we've talked about, right? Like I mentioned that before. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that we're, that we're, that we are hardwired. We are hardwired, hardwired to, to be, be negative. negative yeah. Right. So that's why, first of all, in a marriage, they say like for every mean thing you say to each other, you have to see five nice things to Ooh. balance out. Do you have five nice things? I have ni- five nice <laughs> things to say to you. All right. Go ahead. Yes. One. 
right now yeah. on the spot Why? like this? <laughs> yeah, you said you um, have five nice things. Five words. You have <laughs> nice blue eyes. <laughs> he does. Fuck they're, you. They're not, they're not My blue. eyes are not blue. <laughs> oh, they're gray. <laughs> what are they, gray? They're green. Green? They're like a hazel. green hazel thing. All right, so you failed. All right, yeah. next. <laughs> so, okay, so one of the questions on the quiz also was about neuroplasticity, which is your brain can change, right? Like neuroplasticity is that you can learn things and change your brain. They've done studies on people who meditate and their brain, their gray mm. matter, I guess, is different. So, which is actually really exciting. And Adam, since you're such a science geek, yeah. I'm sure you- It's will- all ping-ponging through my brain right now, right now. as you're speaking. Yes. So, so neuroplasticity is huge when it comes to these sorts of studies that they're doing on happiness and emotions and all of that because they can actually see your brain light up and figure things out. So and isn't it true now that they're finding that our brain stops changing a lot later in life or never stops? I think it never stops. Right. And that's we, what's so right. different. We thought it was like a teenage thing. Yes. But now you can... And that's so empowering. All right. So the thing is, since we have this negativity bias, if we want to create new neuropathways in our brain to allow us to be more positive, that's something that we can work on. So if you're noticing the positive things during the day, and there's a few different ways we can talk about how to do that, then you can start to build these neuropathways to go against what we were, you know, from our cavemen days, we are inclined to do. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So it's, it's possible to even now change to become happier humans, even at this age. You can change your brain. They did this study on taxi drivers in London, and they have... Because uh, they they're ha- not called taxis in London. What are they called? Aren't they called? Uh, what are they called in London? Uh, taxis? No, I don't think so. No, yeah. it's called. Um, you're thinking of elevators? They're no, lifts. Lifts. <laughs> lifts. Maybe you're thinking lifts. Yeah. I thought that they have a no- different name. Okay. Yeah. So taxi drivers in London, whatever they're called, um, they when they looked at their brain, they had extra stuff. Like happiness wow. stuff. It's very technical. I like this. <laughs> now you're on my level. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll bring it on. So good. Everybody here. So basically because they had like the spatial awareness, because they had to memorize all the maps right. of London, right? Mm-hmm. So they've developed, their brain has physically changed because of what they've learned. So if we put in the effort, we can physically change our brain to help us be happier. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think this whole neuroplasticity thing is so cool because it's saying if we work at it and we try, then we can develop habits and and learn how to be happier, basically. Right. Yeah, well, and that's one thing that we've kind of been trying to reiterate to, our, to everyone is that you're never too old to do anything. Right. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good point. And I do, I always say, I, I, I really do, I think in the next year, I really do want to start meditating. You know what the problem is? Here's the problem, and this is awful, and I'm going to get so much negative feedback for this, and I don't really believe it in my head. I just tell me this, tell myself this. Meditation seems like wasting time totally. to me. Totally. 
Yes. Totally. It seems like wasting time. Like it seems like when I'm sitting there, oh, well, I'm just sitting doing nothing, but I'll sit and wa- binge watch an entire right. fucking season or of the show. But and but you'll nap. You'll lay, you know, yeah, you'll lay down for a half hour and that's nap. Sound, that seems to me like I'm accomplishing something. But so is meditating. Right. I know. I know. Right. I, I, On the I, same level. Absolutely. And I need it so badly and I so want to do it. And I'm going to start and we'll like document my journey or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's have you guys both start meditating, uh, yeah. and then we'll you have need a, it too. I don't know if I can. My see, mind don't just see, doesn't. That's not... I want to. I'm not against it. There's you I'm can't. Happy there's nobody to do it. Nobody. Yeah, no. Can't. Yeah. You never hear a story where like, well, I couldn't meditate. I couldn't do it because there's no. Basically, you're allowed to think. This but, whole idea that you have to like shut your mind off—that's not true. Okay, but that's the problem. Is that my when if I'm in downtime. My mind just goes crazy. That's okay. You're just supposed to sit and watch. Watch well, what I'm your mind's sure doing. I'm sure also there's, there's a lot of uh, uh, guidelines to how you do it. that you have to, We have to study it first, right? No? I mean, I literally. <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, I don't think this guy, Dan Harris, he was, he's on ABC. He was a journalist. And um, he is a journalist still. Yeah, I he know actually ha- You know him? Yeah. He had a panic attack, I think, on TV once. And he started meditating and he started this whole movement. It's called 10% Happier. Yeah. I, I've listened to the podcast. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's he's, a great he's a great guy to listen to. Yeah. I like voice. him very he's much. Almost, he sounds almost as good as Adam. Not quite. Right. But almost as good. Oh. Yeah. You have a good voice. Oh, thank you. Um, so <laughs> anyway, he, he talks a lot about, and he's like a normal guy, you know, that's doing this and he really is trying to sell it to the masses, you know, like his 10% Happier app. Right, like he's not like a Buddha. No. He's just a regular guy. He's a regular guy right. who had a panic attack and is trying to be more in tune with himself. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book, 10% Happier. And he wrote a book, um, me- I think it's called Meditation, and we'll put this in the show notes too, but uh, Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. Mm. So like, come on. I, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's but you. then he has to read the book. Yeah, well, you could that. listen to it on Audible. Well, somebody could read it to me. It's not like <laughs> I have to read it. No, I, or I, listen to his podcast. He has a oh, podcast. That's easy. I could do that. Yeah, and he talks to interesting people, and he um, he walks you through it basically. Mm. So he'll give you better advice than I would. But what I would say is, it's you you sit. You could walk if sitting's too much for you, like too hard for you to do. Oh, you can walk and meditate. You can walk it. You could do walking oh, really? meditations. Yeah, that's a thing. Yep. Wow. But you can't like listen to a podcast or something. You no, right? No, <laughs> no. No, I'm just right. telling him. Yeah. Yeah. So well, then, how do you do it? But you could do Headspace, and they do they'll do guided they'll do guided meditations for you. So there's somebody there with you, kind of walking you through it. Now, can okay. another person be in the room when you meditate? Like, can we meditate like facing each other? Yeah. I mean, think oh about think about the monks <laughs> and like that's like a room full of people sitting down together. Right. Yeah, but they're professionals. Right. <laughs> <They> <laughs> we are. can't do that. Professional meditation. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you could do five start up five minutes a day, literally. Mm-hmm. You can meditate in five minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you'll notice five minutes. Think about being quiet for five minutes. No phone. No. What do I do with my dogs? <laughs> That's okay. My dog will sit next to me. No, quiet for me is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I get like, I'm fine with no phone. I'm fine with no technology. If I, for five minutes, I can handle that. It's what's going on in my mind. Yeah, but that's that good. You need to become me. one but with it. But that's okay. You're supposed to, like, that's yes, one you're thing. you're supposed to think about it. So, n- well, think about what's going on. <laughs> not really. You're supposed oh. to, like, no, bad you're spo- oh. your, your thoughts are, this is what I've heard, okay? And I'm so not, I mean, go right. listen to, like, people who right, know what they're right, talking right, about. Right. Sure. Um, and we'll include that. Sharon Salzberg is also amazing. She wrote this book, Real Happiness. It's amazing. Um, 
But you're supposed to let your thoughts go by you like there's two different ways of picturing it. One is clouds going over you, like just watching them go by. So don't jump on the cloud or like boats going by. So let the thoughts go by. Notice them. Be like, huh, that's so interesting. This thought is what's, you know, captivating me today. I wonder what that's about. But you don't think it about you don't figure it out. Just notice. And then the next one. And you also notice one of the main things, and this is a happiness thing too. I just heard this in a podcast. It might have been one of Dan Harris's, that our emotions last like a ridiculously short amount of time. So if we have a sad emotion, if we don't latch onto it and create a story around it and and build it up into more than it is, it will just go. So you can have a feeling of grief or a feeling of sadness or a feeling of anger. If you just let it go through you and go out, you know, the other side, wherever that is, then it's gone. You don't need to latch onto it. But we tend to grab onto it and create a story around it and and Mm -hmm. exacerbate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, one of the benefits of meditating. We gotta I gotta try this. I know. I wish I I, I'm scared to try it, but I I want to. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do it. I'll do it. But for the people who are listening now, so there are 12 different things that they recommend for happiness. If meditation doesn't appeal to you, Uh it's okay. Right. You don't have to do that. All right. So when we come back, you're going to tell us some other ways that we can. uh, Yep. I'm on it. Yeah. So that we can achieve happiness. Uh, But our sponsors make me really happy. So we need a break (laughs) right now. (laughs) All right. If you want to be happy, listen to these ads. Yeah. Come back. Make me happy by supporting our sponsors. (laughs) We'll be right back. I know we don't have the smoothest love story, but I love our love story. I think we have a great love story. I think so, too. And I think that that's one thing on Marriage Martinis that we're always trying to say is, you know what? It might not look like it does in the movies or in your favorite, uh, you know, books. You might not be Christian Grey. It's okay, (laughs) sort of. Uh, I try to be Christian Grey. Do you? No. No, you don't. (laughs) Uh, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But we all want to tell our love story, and we all want the opportunity to tell that person in our life why we love them so much. And it could be anybody. It could be your significant other. It could be a sibling. It could be your parents. Uh, Have your kids do it for their grandparents. Love book just makes it so easy to tell the person in your life all your favorite memories, everything about them that makes them so unique to you. And Lovebook is a premium gift, hand-bound and shipped all over the world. It's fantastic for all kinds of occasions. Thank yous, get well, graduations, good luck. And they have also a new Express Wizard which you're going to love okay. because it makes your uh, creating your book so much easier, more easier than ever. And then you have the full range of customization options. So basically, it's taking the process and making it even quicker and simpler for you, which I know Perfect. for you is huge. <laughs> yes. Um, it, can, it can all be paraphrased to fit your style. Yeah, but the illustrations are so much fun, I lo- too. Yeah, so much fun. When you gave me fun. my book and I was looking at like our characters that you created on yeah. the book, 
That was, come on. That yeah. was really cool. Well, our uh, anniversary is coming up. Do you know when our anniversary is? I sure do. When is it? August 3rd. Yes. Uh, How many years? 17. Wow, you're Damn. good. I'm expecting a love book. I will just tell you that now. You all heard it here first. It's already in production. Oh, all right. So good. You hear that love book? Can you please get on that for me? <laughs> <laughs> Take me to that express one. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so go to lovebookonline.com slash MNM has to be capitalized MNM and put in promo code MNM 20, also capitalized MNM 20 for 20% off your order. I don't like to compliment you too much. No, you don't. I don't want you to get a big head or anything like that. Um, but damn, you smell good. I do smell good. You do smell good. Can you smell Uh, me all the way over here? Um, well, no, I like to stay a little far (laughs) from you, but, um, my God, you really do smell good. And it's kind of annoying. Like I always say, because I work so hard at smelling good, but I know you smell better than I do. So do the kids. Yeah. The kids, everyone's always like, I want to smell you dad. And people always comment about it. And I don't know, I do get a little bit jealous, but it's all because of Duke Cannon. I mean, there's nothing natural about it. I've, you know. I, I know that <laughs> my natural you didn't smell order. so good when you weren't wearing Duke Cannon. <laughs> so I hate to break it to you. It's not like anything natural about it. It is the Duke Cannon products. And um, our son, actually, who's 11, just went on a cruise with your mom mm-hmm. and um, he loves the way you smell. So I sent him with a little travel Duke Cannon kit. And you didn't so, take mine, did you? No, 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 oh, no. I God. got him his own. Don't worry. I'm not that crazy. But, um, you know, he's always saying he wants to smell like dad. So yeah. he started using Duke Cannon products also. But um, you need to go to DukeCannon.com and put in promo code MARRIAGE to get 15% off your first order and get fun products like their big ass brick of soap, um, their trench warfare, down there care, bloody knuckles hand balm. And check this out. They have a shower beer gift set. They've partnered with the company Stanley to give you that cool beer shower experience to get the big-ass beer soap, plus a tumbler to enjoy a beer in your hot shower. I love it. <laughs> Isn't that cool? In college, I used to drink beer in the Did shower. You? Yeah, we used to take our bottles of beer in the shower. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. All right, so DukeCannon.com, promo code MARRIAGE for 15% off your first order. So the first thing on my list, not surprisingly, is gratitude. Mm-hmm. which is so hard. But um, basically, there are lots of activities that you can do to try to help yourself be more grateful. And that helps with hedonic adaptation. It just helps us save our life more. I mean, it just got so much built into it. So it builds, when you say it helps with hedonic adaptation, it brings the hedonic adaptation up to a more, a happier level. No, the, the hedonic adaptation, it sounds so formal. I know, I know, um, it does. Basically, what I'm saying is, um, so, all right, so when we look at the pie chart, right, mm-hmm. this is, we're dealing with a 40%, right, that we can control. So gratitude helps us with the 40%. It helps bring our set point, our happiness set point up, helps us be happier right the hedonic adaptation is when like we just things become mundane right so like we don't appreciate the fact oh i see so yeah. we're putting more value on all of these things yeah. right mm-hmm. so there's things that you can do to be more grateful and to help you appreciate things more so for instance you could write a nice text to your spouse every day mm-hmm. um once a week you know something a compliment or I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for doing that. Something like that. So that's like, it's intentional, but maybe it eventually won't be something that you have to think about. It will just happen. It will become more of a habit. One of the um, 
activities that this experiment did, that one of these, these researchers did, is they had people for 21 days, I guess that's how long it takes to make a habit, mm-hmm. 21 days, write three things they're grateful for every day, but it can't be the same three things. Every day is something different. Every day you have to point out I'd like three my kids to do that. different, and they say, do it at the dinner table. Yeah, I'd like to do that. What are you? Why are you? No, I, I agree with you. Yeah, no, <laughs> it won't serious. be easy. Yeah, but, you yeah, but that is a good thing to do at the dinner table together. That you, tur- you know, and you, because it's same same thing at, at the dinner table table every night. How was your day? Fine. What'd you learn? Nothing. Who'd you play with? I don't know. What was your favorite subject? Lunch. So that does kind of totally. Yeah, but I yeah I kind of thought about that for a while now, and when. When I come home, we don't have much of a dinner table on a nightly basis. But when I come home, if I if I, even if I have time to spend, well, we don't time know when Domino's kids. is going to be delivered <laughs> exactly, so it's hard. To <laughs> no, but instead of saying we're grateful for Domino's, we are grateful for Domino's. Instead of saying to the kids, Delivery. "How was your day?" I'll say something like, "What'd you do to question your teacher today? How did you make your teacher happy today?" What you oh, yeah. do that? Absolutely. Ask. Go ask Jonah right now. You do not. I do. Instead of instead of using those same questions, I that think you probably think you should <laughs> do that, but I have never heard you do that. Well, you're not always around, so I'm always okay. Do it. I do that. Okay. Yeah. Great. I, I'll say to Jonah, "Did you make your teacher smile today? Did you make him laugh today? How?" Hmm. Instead of "How was your day?" What was your favorite thing today? Yeah, they do say that you're supposed to ask more open-ended questions. Damn, see, I do shit. You don't even know that Obviously, I do. Obviously, I do not God know damn that. mental nope. load. We need a new episode. <laughs> so what do you think? The, all right, if you had to pick right now, today, three things you're grateful for from today, what would you pick? Oh, it's from today? Mm-hmm. Uh, not having jury duty because I have jury duty tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it does make you appreciate Yeah, and on Wednesday, I'm going to be super happy if I don't have jury duty again. Um, Although some people like jury duty. Mm. Uh, And they are good civilians. Um, What what else? Uh, My kids being in camp because they've been home for a week and a half. Right. So as much as I love my kids, and I shouldn't have to say that, I do. Camp is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and and they were ready at seven fifteen this morning for an eight forty five bus. Uh, they were ready at five forty five yeah. this yeah, morning five. for an eight fifteen bus. <laughs> Not seven. Luckily, they're that. as excited about camp as I am. You know, I, I, I hear at five forty five, Ian saying to Jonah, Ian, and my, our middle son, saying to Jonah, my younger son, you got to get dressed now. You don't want to miss the bus. <laughs> bus yeah. is at eight forty five. Their t- their timing is off. Right. How is it that kids can be ready for camp? Go to sleep late. Get up stupid early mm-hmm. but when it's school of course. they go to sleep early wow. and get really like, do you nearly how? need to ask that well camp's a happy place yeah. it is <laughs> it's school is place. not always right. a happy place. it's amazing that that just happens that right. way yeah. uh, and having you here is my oh third. that was it's so true nice. it's true yeah. but it's funny because you know you know danielle and i text every morning yes i do <laughs> Although you've been messing that up a little bit with calling me in the mornings when you walk the dog, which Ooh, is totally like throwing off my bad. whole... I need to have something to do when I'm... Shtick. If I can't find a podcast to listen to, if yeah. I don't... No, like, no, no. I'm yeah. always happy to get your phone call. Well, she has two leashes, so it's hard to text. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I know. So, but I like, I seriously make sure I savor that. Every morning when you mm, write good morning, I'm yeah. like, I am so grateful right. that... We love each other, first of all. Right. And that, like, we both are up at the crack of dawn. Yeah, I think a lot. 
lot of times I am really good at savoring Yeah, you things. are good. Yeah, I, I think, think you're think a grateful so. person. Yeah. yeah, I think I am good at savoring things. And I do think that there are times when I do try to look around, even when I'm hiking with the dogs. And I've, I hike the same trails over and over. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these people. I'm not, you know, going an hour away all the time to take them to new places. Every day, I think I look around and I'm grateful that I that I can do that. And um yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm the ultimate, you know, for sure. But I do think, and I think there are probably people everywhere who you, you're with somebody who you haven't been with for a while and you're grateful for it. I mean, we, I think we all do it. We need to do it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's funny is that I get the same text from Danielle that you do. And she and I live in the same house. <laughs> right. Like, do you good say good morning? morning? Yeah. Aww. Well, I'm typically up before Danielle. So Are you happy I, to hear from her. So I, I, I get my coffee. I go into bed and watch some TV and do some work on the computer while I'm drinking my coffee. And an hour later, I get a text from Danielle. Hey, good morning. And wait, she gets up an hour after you? Pretty much. What time do you get up? Five, five thirty. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I can't. I just can't. I don't sleep. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. So, but. But it's, I, I spoke about this in our last episode about our 100, 100 year? <laughs> our one year <laughs> anniversary. <Wow. laughs> that jumped up fast. <laughs> our one year podcast anniversary. That my only Did you time, know that Adam signed the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> <laughs> my only time to work on this thing is when I'm before work and after work. Right. So I get up very early. I just do by whatever, for whatever reason. But I'm up and I, I start my work on this. And I'm... I'm happy doing that. But when I get that text later from when Danielle gets up, that makes me happy. Aww. I love to see that good morning text. Oh, that's very that's sweet. really sweet. Yeah, even though I don't see her in the morning because <laughs> um, I'm already in my bed uh, with my coffee doing my work. I know when she's getting up because I see that good morning text. Do you ever like bring that. her coffee in the morning? Oh, We talk about time. that all the time. Oh, can yeah. you yes. talk to Gideon? No, I know. It's huge. I it's say but not only is it huge, can I explain why it's huge? It really is huge. No, but but it's even more huge. Okay. Because. That's what she said. <laughs> not to me. <laughs> um, yeah, that never happened. Um, anyway, so our coffee maker is like a two, like the water runs out after two cups. Hmm. And... That three thousand dollar coffee maker. It was fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> best fifteen hundred dollars we yes. ever spent. You, that was worth it. That's what, that that was it worth. I'm it. all for that. Yeah. That so, was worth but it. but it's a but it's like a micro brew thing. So the, so it's a smaller container. So it's it a only, one cup. It's a one. Well, it's a two. It's a two. Like the water is for two cups. No, but I'm saying when you when yeah, it you only press makes the button, one it makes cup one at cup. a time because yes. you don't want anything sitting there for right. too long. I love that. So Fresh. I'm on my second cup. By the time Danielle gets up and needs her coffee. So I have to refill the water, empty the beans, do the whole thing and maintain the thing just to make sure she has her coffee. So she doesn't have to do that when she first wakes up. Yeah. So it's more than just bringing her a coffee. Yeah. Just so you know. (laughs) Tomorrow morning, I (laughs) want the same treatment. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Sure. Okay. I'm in. And tomorrow I have jury duty, so it better be extra (laughs) good coffee. Okay. So another one of the... Um, so gratitude, we talked about that, right? Ad nauseum, we're good. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows how Definitely. they can then focus on gratitude more. And also, just in terms of that study where you're supposed to do three, notice three things a day, um, different things every day, that's another sort of neuroplasticity thing. Remember we talked about how your brain can change and you can make it more positive and go against the negativity bias. So if you're looking for three good things a day, you're, br- you're training your brain, right, to look for the positive. Mm. And you're building 
um, synapses or um, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but so that you can, your, your brain starts to notice the positive. Right. So and, just, and, and on a regular day, that's kind of an easy thing to do maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I bet it's even harder when you're going through shit. Because when you're going through shit, yes. it's really hard to look around and notice the positive in anything. I have a client who's getting married, and she's really nervous about her wedding. And, you know, with weddings, you have the jerks who kind of, like, annoy you. And then you have the wonderful people who make you feel like gold, right? But you can't control that. And so I was telling her, I was like, I want you to f- seek out the good people and, like, create boundaries for yourself for the people who send you the negative, like sort of like Howard Stern, like you need to cre- create boundaries for that negative and seek out the positive. Mm-hmm. And I think if we did that at our wedding or you do that on your normal day, that's amazing mm-hmm. so that you can increase the positive in your life. Yeah, definitely. To concentrate on the people in your life who are, yeah. Give an extra long hug to that aunt who makes you feel good about yourself. And sort of like try to get away from the person who's not making you feel good about mm. yourself. Like we have a little bit more control over that than we give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the ones that I like, I'm sort of skipping one, cultivating optimism. I'm skipping because it's kind of the same genre. So trying to make it so that uh, you're you have an optimistic viewpoint on things. Right. 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 We kind of talk, I feel like we've talked what? about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one I love: avoiding social comparison. So one of the questions I asked in your quiz, one of the questions I asked in your quiz, sorry, um, is that is um, how does marriage and martinis make people happier? That's so easy. People are like, it makes people happier. Holy (laughs) shit. I'm not as fucked up as those assholes. (laughs) Does it make it make them feel happier or just more normal? Well, but okay. Is that happy? Yeah, I think I think. Well, first of all, I think it makes people laugh. I think we do make people laugh. Yeah, there's that side of it too. Right. Well, okay. Yeah. But I sure I think that in knowing I think knowing that you found a place that you uh you know, maybe you either fit in or are uh superior than <laughs> No, listen, I, I think I then? think by people by people knowing that uh we're putting it all out there and airing our dirty laundry so that they can feel a little bit better about themselves yeah and I think social our social media community I'm always trying to you know there's nothing like being at work and you scroll not, not that there's not I mean it's not like a trip to Hawaii but you know no but that's the point oh right 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 okay so I try to post during the day uh, and at night I try to post things that are gonna you know I'm not just on social media trying to you know like pump us up and get and advertise us. I'm trying to brighten. You're not Kim day. Kardashian. You're trying to make people feel good about themselves. Right, right, definitely. And social well, comparison. Yeah. Comparison can be a life thief. That's like, isn't there like a, like a saying? And I'm looking for it. Something like that. Like mm-hmm. comparison steals your joy. Right. And yeah, comparison is the thief of joy. Joy or, or something. something like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So what you guys are doing is you're opening up the opportunity for authenticity, mm-hmm. for people to say, "Me too." Right. You know, like I get it. I also like am tired or fight with my spouse or sometimes feel like shit about myself, and people can sort of feel like, "Yeah, that's normal." Mm-hmm. Versus what. What Instagram and Facebook usually do is make yeah. you feel bad about yourself. Well, that's the hard part. Yeah. And I well, struggle yeah, with this, that too. This goes back to what you were saying before. Like, what's the opposite of happy? Mm-hmm. Where, because this is kind of where I was thinking about that. I think we make people feel less sad. 
right? Not happy. Did you see he's a pessimist? Yeah. He's oh, there we go. It's right there. But no, that's not true because less sad does not equate to happiness. Like, if you're less sad, you're not more happy. First of all, no, I don't you guys crack people up I don't and that makes people smile. Sad. I don't think it's about sadness. I don't think people are sad. I think they are, uh, they feel, uh, they feel isolated. They feel alone. They okay, feel- so they feel less isolated. That doesn't make them happier. Actually, no, but that's, okay, so we're going to get to that soon. Okay. Yeah. About yeah. relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Building yeah. close relationships. I, I just, I, all right, fine. We have the humor. We have the shtick. We have the fun. That makes people happy to listen and laugh with us. But our overall goal here is to make people feel normal. And I don't think I don't that, like the word normal. Well, we're, we're normal, right? No. <laughs> it, it seems like we are. And that's what the whole thing is the here. The new normal. We maybe, thought yeah. we weren't, but it seems like we are because right. of what we're hearing back from everybody else. But so I don't think that... No, but I still don't like the word normal. Oh, fine. I think I, we're, 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 uh, we're the... All right, substitute normal for whatever you want. That's fine. The point is, I don't think it makes people happy that we're going through the same shit that they're going through. I think it makes them realize they're not alone, mm-hmm. which, which I, is different. It's interesting because I was, I was looking on, um, there was a study or a co- an article written oh, about... <laughs> oh, her little oh. sneezes make is me so Ivy? happy. Yeah. Why is Ivy sitting here? Because she wants to be with us. I know. Okay. Um, they were talking about diversity programs. So, uh, you know, neither of you work for big companies, but a lot of the big companies have diversity programs now, which are huge, you know, to, to make sure that everybody is a part of the organization. But they were saying how... What the number one way to deal with diversity is through creating a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. So if you can create a sense of belonging for people in the organization, that's going to help everybody. Productivity and, and the diversity issues and all of that. And so I think you guys create have created something where people feel a sense of belonging. Mm. You know, they go to Marriage and Martini and they know that they belong there. That nobody is ice, nobody's kicked out. Nobody is judged. You know, everybody belongs, no matter what your situation. Right. And I think that that's, even though it's this virtual sort of weird thing, I think people really, I think it does contribute to happiness. Because if you feel a sense of belonging, I mean, that's what people go to synagogues for, churches for, right? Yeah. But not everybody goes to those things anymore. So you're finding it in all different ways. And I think Instagram is another way. I think social media can be a good. We are the new church. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> you just said it yourself. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not. Oh, boy. That is, that is not we good. Need to, but, we yeah, need... there was that, that. I'm sure you you probably, you might have had this in your notes, too, about how that close relationships are what. Well, okay. That was oh, I'm so sorry. Question. I'm so shit. I'm stealing her thunder. Oh, Fuck. Danielle. Okay, I'm sorry. Fuck I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Place. Okay. So there was sorry. this longitudinal study. Adam, that's your language, longitudinal, right? Um, Wait, okay, so it was done across. That's latitude. Oh, fuck. (laughs) No, longitudinal means it was up and down. It was vertical. It was a 75 year study. Right. Okay, with 700 plus men. I'm trying to find it. 750 male participants. Oh, you have it in front of you? I do. Okay, cool. And like half of them were from Harvard, and half were from poor neighborhoods in Boston and um, they followed them for these 75 years and they've been studying you know what I think there's 60 that are still alive there's 2,000 grandchildren that they're studying now 
Um, it's amazing. And it's really just luck that it worked out. Like, you know, obviously the, the scientists died out, you know, like the people who were running Wait, it. I'm sorry. Can you explain, like start from the beginning? Okay. What is this study? So this what is, is a study that was done. Um, it's been for 75 years. Right. It started with, I think it was sophomores at Harvard. Is that what it says? You have your notes in front of me. I can't find mine. Um, and half of the people were, it's all men. Okay. All men. But a I study think of what? Yeah, he's ha- just getting uh, to it's, that. It's, it's basically like kind of. happiness, you know, okay. like, like and longevity and just looking at them. And, and yeah, seeing. people who died earlier, people who died later, they're just studying across the board. And they the did all sorts of things. I mean, this is an in-depth study. They had conversations with the people, mm-hmm. um, you know, questionnaires every few years. So they're trying so to figure they out did physical, why did certain people live longer? Why were yeah, they They happier? did health checks. I mean, it was like a big deal. Okay. And, and a guy does a TED Talk on it. We'll include the TED Talk in the show notes because sure. it's 18 minutes. It's awesome. And um, it's the most recent scientist who's who's been assigned to it. But they've had to go through different people, you know, over all this time. People have died out and they've had to bring in or, or retired. So um, the number one um, reason for longevity, happiness, all of that, social connection. Yeah, the quality of your close relationships. Yeah. So how sa- how satisfied were they in their relationships at the age of 50? Those were the people who were the healthiest at mm-hmm. 80. Mm-hmm. So uh, some, you know, so they, those were the people who, people who were married, people who had best friends who they could really rely on, that the, uh, the effectiveness of the closeness of the relationships was really what, and I get that. Yeah. Because I feel like that about um, our close, my closest relationships is that for real makes me happier than anything is knowing that I'm going to get to spend time with people. And I think, I think we're pretty good. I'm pretty good at making time for those people. And that's where like, yes, you love your kids so much and everything, but you also need to foster these other relationships because one day, these other relationships, because one day my, my kids are hopeful. Hopefully, <laughs> holy shit, hopefully, going to be off and have their own lives and doing their own things. And these are the relationships. Obviously, they're still going to be a big part of my life. But these are the relationships that are, are going to be a day-to-day meaningful relationship. And what's interesting for marriage and martinis is I wonder if there's a lot of listeners who male relationships are not always as strong. All right. I, I think for that male relationships is we have our friends. We we want to hang out. We want to get together. But we rely on you guys to keep mm-hmm. our right. you mean, relationships going. When you say going. you guys, you mean women. Women. Yeah. Our yeah. wives. Yeah. Like I, I would never be able to keep the ongoing relationships with our friends. Right. But if I wasn't here, you'd be forced to. Or I wouldn't. Oh. See, like I would call it like a guy friend like maybe once every couple of weeks and be like, hey, haven't so seen you in a week. So what you do the rest of like, the time? I don't know, but I'm just saying if we're going to continue with the relationship with friends for all of us, you you take care of that. Yeah. I don't, and I, I, I don't even know if I would. Yeah, but you're a willing participant, so you go out with friends, and you're happy oh, sure. to oh, yeah. he and likes Oh, I love it. I love, I mean, but but I don't either, even think about right. con, like taking care of it because Danielle right. does. So it says, uh, some suggestions, replace screen time with people time. Mm-hmm. Uh, good relationships protect our brains and our bodies. Securely attached relationships can count on the other person. Uh, memories stay sharper longer when you have a close relationship. 
They don't have to be smooth, but needed to feel that they could really count on the other person when the going got tough. So even if it's not a perfect relationship, you need to know that you can count on the person. And I read somewhere that you need three people like this in your life. Mm. So can you think of three people that I definitely can provide you that? Uh, The hard work of tending to family and friends is not sexy. Retirement. You need to replace coworkers with new friends. And like dad, he has done such a good, right? Like he did retirement good. Like our dad has joined a synagogue. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. Everybody. Well, he's going to Israel in October with his best friend from childhood. Crazy. They're going to be roommates crazy. together. And, and that's gonna, amazing. And, and he's, he, he's going to befriend like Israel. <laughs> he's going right, to step off the plane. His BFF is going to be yeah, Israel. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a wailing yeah. wall. He's going to step right. off the plane and be like, everybody... Yeah. You are now one with me. Right. Yeah. Right. He had, those are his, but really, he really, really is the chosen one. Yeah. <laughs> he is such a good role model with that, right? Like he embraced, he retired and he was like, okay, now I'm going to deal with my and plans. And our, our mother is still alive. We should, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he needed to, <laughs> she's still around. Good. They watch a movie every single no, night. No, no, no. They well, have a wonderful no, But he needs somebody from seven in the morning till right, two in the Right. Until she wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. Right. So he needs companionship. Right, totally. You know. Yeah. She's only his wife after two thirty. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh wait. And in the meantime, we actually have a friendship expert coming on in a few weeks. Wait. Oh yeah. So she, I read one of her articles. She's she's amazing. She's been in the, all these New York Times, Cosmopolitan, People, all these places. And I heard I read her article and I was like, you have to come on my podcast. So she is, she teaches you how even as an adult to make foster and grow relationships and friendships and everything. So people uh, all the time are like, now that I'm a mom, I don't have time and I don't know how, or I move to a new place or, you know, we move all the time or, and so she's going to teach us how to That's so interesting. You know, I had more friends than I've ever had when I became a mom. Yeah. It was the I opposite. So but I don't, that's my neighborhood too. It may not be everybody's well, situation. Because yeah. you're in situations where you have to. Right. Yeah, with your kids and but maybe the but you I think you they say you keep the core few friends your whole life but every seven years you make all new friends yeah so you always have you know so you have that makes sense for you I mean yeah I mean I well but I have my but like Sarah you've had well you have your core friends but every few years whatever it is you kind of yeah except yeah right right but I'm still making some that are lifelong friends yeah, you know what I mean. I still, in the last five years, have made friends who I will be friends with sure. for the rest of my life. Yeah, never stops. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I made my best friend when, um, you know, th- f- through Gab- through my oldest daughter. Yeah, right. Like that's, that's yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Good. So Mahale. Oh no, we're not there yet. Oh shit, sorry. Okay. So, um, so social comparisons. That's why we love marriage and martinis. Go, oh, Marriage and Martini. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. you know, I'm your biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is practicing acts of kindness. And I was actually mm. just listening to NPR where this woman who is, um, is it Mary Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer? She does that. She wrote Reviving Ophelia, all about rating, raising adolescents. Adam read it twice. Yeah. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> We're not here to make fun of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's about raising adolescent girls. Remember I told you you need to listen to it? Yeah, I do. Okay. So she was talking about like if you have a daughter in middle school who's struggling, one thing you can do is volunteer and like do something kind for someone else and get yourself out of the whole like misery of middle school. Mm-hmm. So that's that same idea. Like 
like the best way to feel better about yourself and your circumstances is to be kind to somebody else sure. and you know see mm-hmm. what else is going out there on out there in the world so that's practicing active kindness um post-traumatic growth is another one so you know how they always talk about post-traumatic stress syndrome. stress syndrome mm-hmm. ptsd so you can also have situations where people grow from post-traumatic sis- situations so that's another piece of happiness you know if you can find a way to take those circumstances and grow from them um learning to forgive yes and that's so hard yeah so forgiveness is a big piece and it's not that you have to actually like it's not that you're forgiving them for their sake you're forgiving them for your sake absolutely so you can get that them they're out not worried they're not it's not bothering them nearly as much as it's bothering you yeah yeah. So forgiveness is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, so now we're getting to our friend that um, you have to try to say his name. Oh. oh. Okay, so uh, your your first question for this was, okay, can so you pronounce about, his name? It's about flow. So increasing mm-hmm. flow experiences, which I'm going to explain to you. Okay. My daughter thought it was menstruation. I it thought is so not too. I was going to be like, it happens to me every night, month. No. I have it all figured out. See, it is my another mind did not go there. Right. Experience. Okay. Flow. You don't know. Yeah. If, but flow, I feel like I always spelled it F-L-O, not F-L-O. Oh, like ant flow. Yeah, like flow. flow. Right. So can you pronounce his name? Okay. Mahale Siksensmahali. Close. Oh. Well, the accent made it great. <laughs> Very you. good, Danielle. Thank you. All right, so I don't actually know how to say his first name. Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Csikszentmihalyi. Oh. Wow. They hmm. messed that up. We're going to put that in the show notes, too, because he is really is a cool You better give me Indian? these show notes. I am. I'm sending okay. it to you. Is he Perfect. Indian? I don't I think Russian. No, oh. Yeah. oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's okay. Um, okay, so flow. This is huge, guys. The idea of flow. Flow is when you like, have you ever gotten so immersed in your work? This might be something for you with drums, with music, more than work. But when you get so absorbed, you forget to go to the bathroom. You forget that you're hungry. You forget to check your phone. Like, have you had... I've never gotten I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you have. All right, go ahead. So so, So the idea is, can you increase the amount of flow opportunities in your life? So that moment, like... Just take a moment to close your eyes for a sec, both of you, and think about it, Adam. What? Close your eyes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, think about a time when when you have been just in flow and like you've just been immersed. It's the right amount difficult. It's the right amount easy. You know, it's not too hard. It's not too, you know, it's like Goldilocks right in the middle there. Mm-hmm. And you're just absorbed. And time just goes and you can't, you're like, oh my God, this much time has gone. I can't believe it. So it's usually binge watching something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay. You know okay. what? For me, it's yeah. it's when Danielle and I kind of do the recording. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I, it's true. How lucky are you? Well, I was going to say, well, we, for a well, long time, that didn't happen to me. Because I think when you're raising kids, sometimes every it's minute so feels boring. like four fucking days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll sit down and start recording them. I look up and it's... An hour later. Oh, I'm my like, God. You got That's where it. Where the fuck did the time go? That's why you're finding success. Because that's people are feeling that. I guess. Yeah, right? Uh, I hope the so. The joy that you have and and the intensity that you feel and the connection you I feel mean, to look, it. Look the right authenticity. Now. We started this at, I what, know. 5.30? I mean, the drinks help. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's two, hour, it's two hours later. 
Really? Like, does it seem like... No. Right? Didn't we start at 5.30? We're taking three bathroom breaks. <laughs> well, Everyone at home is like, this feels like eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all over 40, so we all have to pee every half yeah, hour. Right, right. So. I could have been binge-watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, that's torture. What? This is better than that. Hells no. Oh no, but How I, dare my, you? I'm saying... To me, this is something that's so much fun, something I love doing that yeah. I look up and it's an hour later okay. and I thought it was 20 minutes. You found your thing. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And like, as a, as a career coach, you know, that's what I truly, really try to help people connect to. Like, what, what makes you feel in the moment present, just right. absorbed? And, and, when, and when we think about it and when we break it down and we know that the finance aspect of it isn't going, you know, sometimes if it's not evolving as quickly as I want or we're not, you know, bringing in the return I want from it or whatever, from I have to stop and I have to think to myself, okay, ultimately we're driving so much happiness otherwise from right, it. Right, right. Thank God it's not like you're... Ba- absolutely. Yeah. It's not like, you know, we're, we're so happy and all those other things are su- totally the icing on the cake. But when you break it down and you know that the finances aren't going to make you happier anyway then you're sort of like, okay, but I have all this other happiness from it. And I think we, we put so much value on how much monetary gain are we getting from things when really that's not where ultimately our happiness is coming from things, even though we think it is. It's the actual act of it mm-hmm. and how we feel during it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's amazing. That's, yeah. that's amazing. It's like that's kids have that all the time. You know, kids are always. Well, they're always in the moment. Well, except for our child. <laughs> right. But Everybody even their kid. But even, you know, the, 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 the fact that they go to camp all day. <laughs> Ivy. Ivy, come on. Ivy, go get a BarkBox toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, free advertising. BarkBox.com slash marriage. Uh, so slash one M&M. thing, though, about flow Capital. that's interesting is that in order to maintain flow maintain that feeling you have to keep upping it right like it can't if you guys sat and talked about the same thing every week you'd get bored and you'd lose your flow so flow naturally encourages us to take it a step forward to push ourselves Mm. so that's what you guys do you know right like you you bring in a new speaker that maybe isn't your what, what you know about or you try to use new technology or you tried a different advertisement. Like you're always doing something new to keep it interesting. Yeah. And that's what's great about flow. In order to stay in flow, you have to keep pushing things harder and, and challenging yourself. So basically everyone at home needs to think about what, what, when you're doing something, what is it you're doing that makes you kind of lose track of time and lose track of, cause we all get there, you know, we all get to a point of, you know, it could Except, be talking to your best friend. Right. And the point is, so maybe you need to make... You it, need to make more time Make more that. time for your best friend. Oh, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, like, just know, walking your dog. That. Yeah. So whatever brings you into flow, and if your job gives you zero flow, you may want to start thinking well, about a different job. Well, that's when you start at, like, 11 in the morning being like, damn, I thought it was one in the afternoon. Like, right. my yeah. day is dragging, like, right. that yeah. kind of thing. Like, if it's taking... Like that does not lead to happiness. You need to start looking for something different. Yeah. Yeah. Or you need to start asking for harder projects or go to your boss and say, can I do more of this? You know, there's things you could maybe do within your own job. Yeah. And say, I really enjoy this. Is this something, you know, I'm yeah. really productive when I'm doing this. opportunity in this yeah. area yeah. that I yeah. can yeah. expand yeah. on. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, I love that. This idea of flow. I actually taught a goals workshop to a bunch of working, a bunch of moms who own businesses. 
And when I taught them the idea of flow, everybody was like, that turned them on. Yeah. And they continue to talk about it all the time. Right? Yeah. But we don't have a word for it. If you have a word for it now and you can label it Mm -hmm. and you can look for it, now you can kind of try to build more of that, Mm -hmm. which I think is cool. And this guy, um, Chick sent me hi. God, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What's his first name? Mahali. I can't believe that's the part (laughs) you're in trouble with. I know, because it didn't have one of those, um, it didn't transliterate it. Yeah. So we'll include that in the show notes. (laughs) So he says basically that's what you need. You need something that's going to give you flow. Yeah. Okay. And find, try to figure out a way to find flow in your day-to-day life. So look for opportunities for flow. That things that make time go quicker. Yeah, and 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 what he says is it's not too hard and it's not too easy. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Is that like being on the treadmill where you like cover the uh, the number? The time so you don't it's see. It's like thirty one oh six, and yeah. you're like, oh my god, it must have been twenty minutes, and you take it off, and it's like twenty nine twelve. It's like four seconds later. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, 12, uh, six seconds. But yeah, <laughs> we know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything, um, else? anything else? Or I, we're kind of... Okay, we're getting there. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Yeah, keep going. So there's three. There's four more. I'll just say them quickly and then sure. if there's anything you want to talk Savoring life's joys. So we kind of talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And one of the keys that I love is when you find yourself in a moment of happiness and you're like, oh, I'm really feeling happy now. Like, this is a moment. Take a second and breathe in. Savor it. Take like a picture in your mind of it. So like, you know, like you're sitting at the bus stop with your boys and you're feeling like such joy, you know, watching them go off to camp. And it's a big momentous moment. Like take that in. Mm -hmm. Take a breath. Like savor it. Don't be like, okay, now I got to think about what I have to do next. Take a picture in your mind. Take a picture with your camera. Whatever works to help you savor it. So Throughout the day, when you can pick on those moments of joy and savor it, you're just adding to your happiness mm-hmm. and building that muscle. Um, another one is committing to your goals. So, you know, I'm the goals lady. Right. How are the goals going? How are you guys doing? Do you have new goals? Are you working towards the old goals? Where's that land for you? What were our goals? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> well, we talked about our recent goals in our last episode as well about where we want to take this podcast, what we want to do to expand it, what we want to. So we, we yeah, I feel like our, our, our goals are always evolving because I feel like mm. it's moving pretty fast. Yeah. Where we want to take this thing, what, what we want to do next. Yeah. So we're always looking ahead. What's going to be next? What are we going to do to make this thing more? This produ- thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Everything's a thing. I know oh. everything's a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So goals are huge for happiness. And right. we talked about that in the goals episode. Right. Just having just, something to look well, forward yeah, to. Well, just thinking about these things that I want to do with this podcast. <laughs> with this thing. But also <laughs> the sub goals. So every time you achieve a sub goal to get to the goal, you're getting a little bit of yeah. joy. I do try to think about that. Like I try to think about, you know, if something is really hard for me, like even working out recently is really hard for me. That after I work out, I really do try to sit and be like, okay, you just did it. Like mm-hmm. you literally just did it. Like now I go to Starbucks, I get a latte, sit and just think about the fact that you, you did it. it. I mean, nowhere near where I was five years ago when I was, you know, running marathons and everything. But I did I did something. Yeah. And I'm really trying to put the emphasis on that right now and give myself time every day to appreciate the fact that I'm 
I did it. Like it fe- everything feels like a, a like a, a stretch for me right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not in that zone. Yeah. So when yeah, I yeah. do it, I, I try to give myself even more credit for doing it. Yeah. Yeah, but don't you feel better about doing it? Of course. Now than you of did course, before. But it's not easy to do right now. Right. I'm but not now, in the headspace. But he's saying, don't you feel even better because right. it's not easy? Like, don't you look now and say, holy shit, I just ran five miles today. No. Where five years ago, that would be like, that's your practice. No, I'm like, I could have been on the couch sitting and. Right. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, hard man. It's hard when you're not switch. in it, it's fucking hard. So, goals is a huge thing. So, keep at those and. People who are listening, yeah, that's an easy way to get more happiness. Um, practicing religion and spirituality, and one of the main reasons for that, they say, is the. Are the, you just saying that because Daddy just? <laughs> said that? Yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say. Shh, no, like so the religion gives you, and this is if you're getting it elsewhere, fine. But religion can give you the social connections, the feeling of belonging, the sense of meaning. Mm-hmm. That's what religion and spirituality give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final thing was meditation, exercising, and acting like a happy person. So, right. You they know, say even smiling makes fake, you. Yes. Yes. Fake like, it till you make it. I was just going to say, fake it? Is that okay? Or try? Oh, yeah. Like, well, I guess put the on a fake smile it is and not, think to yourself, hey, I'm happy. The fake it is, you know, when we think of faking it, we think of Kim Kardashian. You know, we think of the people who are just being fake just so people will be jealous of mm-hmm. them. So that's not what I'm talking about. But the faking of like pushing yourself to, to smile, be friendly, smile. yes, mm-hmm. be kind, show gratitude, you know, push yourself to do those things that may not be easy for you right mm-hmm. now. And that might be what moves you in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's good. We're an hour and a half in. Okay. So. All right. If we want to, if we have more to talk about, we can extend this. Yeah, to part yeah, yeah. Two. We might need to. Because yeah, this okay. is going long. All so right. I think it's time. Okay. But. I, fun. All right. So can I just summarize one, like a please few summarize the whole okay. thing? So forty percent of us for forty percent. You're not of even the, on the mic. Forty-five, forty percent of our life of our pie, we have control over. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's amazing. Um, we can change our brain if we work yeah. at it. Um, it's, you can pick and choose what's going to work for you, right? Of all those options and positivity begets positivity. So the more you do these things, the more it spirals upward as Barbara Fredrickson would say, another psychologist who we'll put in the show notes. But so you do these things, you, you show more gratitude, you show more kindness, you meditate, whatever. These all build on each other. So that's the good news. Okay. I like all that. And we are going to start to meditate. I, really I want to meditate. I think that was a goal I would of like ours. to try it. I think that was one of our goals. Well, right, no, I'll work I think yoga was, not meditating. I don't want to do yoga. I want to meditate. I like yoga. Yeah, but it's different. I mean, there's two different. Uh, yeah, two different, two different things. things. But, but, but yeah, but it's mind, body. Yeah, 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 right. But I would like to do meditation. Okay, let's try. All right. Well, thanks, Amy Alpert, Life Coach. I love the things you're bringing to this podcast, Amy. Really? Yes. I keep coming. Oh, we love. Yes. Yeah, you're bringing like because we can't think of the shit. No, we can't. No. I look forward. We think of like extreme and exotic vacations. Great episode. Yeah. Don't swim with sharks. Don't. Don't swim with sharks. No, please don't even go there. You told me the other night that was terrible. You need to understand that your my happiness depends on all this shit you keeping it from me. I do. Wait, what are you talking about? I don't know. Someone got eaten by a shark or something. In and the Bahamas <gasps> recently. No. Yeah. A, a young girl, Ugh. college girl, was 
Right, so she I was don't snorkeling wanna, don't even, no, off a boat. She's not going to be able to sleep. Please okay. stop. No, please right. stop. Just thought, I'm going to swim in your you. pool from now on. <laughs> yes, that is fine. Right. We put sharks in the pool. We could just stay away from Kevin. You don't know who Kevin is? The pool, the, the robot oh, pool the, cleaner yeah, thing. Yeah, the robot pool cleaner who skims my kids, the bottom. Kids have a name, Kevin. Oh. Yes. All right. Yeah. Who cares? All right. All right. <laughs> okay. okay. Amy, we love you. Thank you for bringing we, these I love you guys. Topics. Anyway, bring more. We want to have you on again okay. very soon. And everyone can find you at amyalpertlifecoach.com. No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Instagram. That's your Instagram. At Amy Alpert Life yeah. Coach. Okay, so it's what is amyalpert.com. Her Thank own you. name, her And you own do domain. coaching and stuff. Yes. You do Skype coaching. I do a lot of coaching. Yes, and we have, uh, I have my kids do Skype coaching. So, I mean, not with you, but, but it's a very. <laughs> Why, I'm not good enough for them? <laughs> I mean, you give it for free to us. But no, but uh, it is a very, a very valuable thing. So, okay, so go ahead. Where, where can they find you? My website's amyalpert.com. Mm-hmm. My Gmail, should I say? <laughs> Your email address. My email yeah. address is amyalpertlifecoat at gmail.com. Okay. And my Instagram is it's, Amy Alpert Life Yeah, Coach. they've all seen it on mine. Yeah, you a do a lot times. of that. Thank yeah. you. All yeah, right. We'll link to it so nobody needs to remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. got it all. The show notes yeah. are going to be very informative. <laughs> oh, this my week. God. We're going to have a show notes like <laughs> yeah, longer like than forever. the episode. Right. All right, guys. Um, this was fun. Amy Alpert Amy, Life Coach. Love you. Cheers. 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 Love Cheers. You. L'chaim. Woohoo. L'chaim. Uh, the mic. Yay. Go be happy. Yes. New life. To life, <laughs> the only takeaway from L'chaim. this episode is just be happy. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Yeah, actually, because really I'm happy. Not the takeaway. The right? Takeaway no, not at all. <laughs> right? Do the fucking work. It. Thank you. Yes, that would be Adam's Good, Adam. takeaway. Exactly. I'm glad you were. All right. <laughs> all right. Come on. Bye, everyone. Rate Bye. review. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.